Belle Delphine is back, baby. And we also have a teaser of Justice League from Zack Snyder. Hello and welcome back to the Tyler G Show. However you are consuming this, whether you're watching or listening, uh, thanks for joining me. And right off the bat, I'd like to say thank you to the sponsors of the show. For without them, we really wouldn't have too much to talk about. But first, I'd like to thank Zavi, Z-A-V-V-I, Zavi UK. I'll have a link below in the description box. I'll have a link below to every one of these sponsors below. And uh, also, if I mention any, um, if I mention any profiles or anyone else on Instagram uh, as a source or anything, they'll be down there. So, thanks to Zavi again. If you go check out Zavi and use my code Tyler20, you get 20% off of all clothes. And if you use Tyler10, you get 10% off storewide. And Zavi has an incredible selection, an incredible amount of stuff. Like probably one of the best online stores all, all the way around in terms of uh, people that love nerd culture, pop culture. So go check them out. Big thank you to Skillshare. Skillshare is an amazing, amazing resource. And I'm giving you two free months where you can literally learn anything you want. You want to become a social media person. You want to learn how to do Instagram. You want to do photography. Um, anything else. You want to learn how to be better at visual storytelling with your pictures. You want to learn better lighting. Anything. They got those videos up there. And I'm giving you two free months. Just set a reminder on your calendar to cancel it before it's up if you don't want to continue paying for it. But I'll have the link below two free months it's nice after that big thank you to big bad toy store online toy store uh, i'll have their instagram link below and they have everything toy wise and the best part about big bad toy store is you can pre-order stuff and you don't have to worry about going to the store and seeing that they don't have it because usually if they have it up to buy you're gonna get it so check them out uh numbskull designs they have a lot of cool stuff. Uh, I've done a few pictures of their cosplaying ducks. We'll have a link below to them. Diorama Prints, one of the newest diorama companies in terms of toy photography and uh, just anything like that for dioramas, whatever your, your taste is. I've seen people use pops for them as well and they look pretty cool. And uh, they're about to go have their store completely open within I think the next month. So a lot of uh, cool things coming from them ready sets i've done tons of pictures with them and they're not only one of the coolest diorama companies with the amount of uh basically rooms you get with one diorama but the way they fold up how quickly they assemble and disassemble it's an amazing feat of technology undone watches they have uh, a dc line where they have batman and pretty soon they're gonna have a whole array of dc heroes i'm assuming and they have their high quality watches that they don't they have like subtle batman stuff like they have one that just looks like a regular watch but if you look it says stuff like wayne enterprises and that sort of thing so not only do they look nice but they're decently priced when it comes to watches for the quality anchor anchor that's uh <laughs> i this is like the best for podcasts uh if you want to get into a, doing your own podcast use anchor.fm the app and you can upload today upon hearing this you can upload your own podcast a day and be making money if anyone listens 
which, you know, that's up to you, your content. If it's, if it's good stuff, people will listen. And you'll be getting paid. And not only that, not only do they pay you right off the bat, but they distribute your podcast to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Our Hut Radio, iHeart, I, I don't even know what I said there, uh, Pod, whatever, Podbean, any of those streaming services, they're basically all on there. So Anchor has been a huge tool in helping me uh, do this and do it in a quick manner where I could do it on a regular basis and not go crazy editing and trying to get it all set up everywhere. So, all right, we're done with sponsors. Let's get on to the new stuff. All right, new toys, new toy news this week. Uh, it's not too much going on, not too much at least from last week, but there are some stuff. Well, one of the biggest things I saw recently that it's, it looks cool, but you also wonder just why, but it's also, I'm not a big fan of this character, but Marvel Legends released a Deadpool, like premium interacting decapitated head where it has like over a hundred and something phrases and all that. I mean, I, I guess I could see it being cool if you're a big fan. So it's, it'll be interesting to see how many people even get it. I, I just want to see what the lit, litmus test is, the market for a decapitated Deadpool head that talks. That'll be interesting. Another big one that uh, we're seeing is a Super 7 Conan the Barbarian with the Arnold likeness. Those figures are, I think, up for pre-order now at Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, Christopher Reeve Superman. If you weren't able to get it on Mezco on their main site, I think it's still available on Big Bad Toy Store. So you could snatch that up. Also, they have the Spider-Man SH Figure Arts 2018 game, the Anti-Ox Suit, where it armors up in the black and yellow. SH Figure Arts usually does really good work, so that'll be cool to see. I'm looking forward to those pictures. I won't get the figure, but I'll enjoy the pictures. They have uh, they're released for pre-order the Brie Larson Captain Marvel Hot Toys. They got more uh, SH Figure Arts Mandalorian stuff up. So if you don't want to go Hasbro route, you, they still have the Figure Arts Mandalorian up. And they also showed Hasbro did the the best car armor, all silver Mandalor Mandalorian. And I definitely got to get the Carbonite version. That that would look so nice with that armor for that figure. So that'll be cool. They also have a Power Ranger Megazord statue up. Uh, let's see what else we got. Yeah, not too much outside of what we discussed last week. They, they still have the uh, two-pack Green Ranger and the, the Putty, if you haven't gotten that. We got a few more Black Series stuff for Star Wars. But other than that, the McFarlane, again, uh, I have not seen anything new, even when I'm hunting. I still haven't. I still haven't seen another, at least restock of the Joker and the Arkham game Joker and Batman. Outside of the one time I saw it when I was able to get it, so hopefully we'll start seeing a good flood, a good flow of uh, McFarlane figures hitting the store soon. I haven't been to GameStop recently, but I know that they just opened up. Might have to go tonight, see what's going on there. And in terms of getting my uh, any new figures that I myself have obtained, I'm still waiting. I put a pre-order in a while ago when they showed the SH Figure Arts Batman 89 figure, the Michael Keaton one. And 
it says it's coming around June, July, so hopefully they'll be shipping those out soon. And outside of that, I know that the White Knight, Batman and Joker are set to come out in July, around the 13th. But who knows how everything went, what distribution is like now. So in terms of new figure news and figures in general, that's really all I got for right now. But we do have a lot of media stuff to talk about. And just this morning, Zack Snyder released the his first teaser for his version of Justice League. That's going to be on HBO. I think it's Max. Yeah, I think that's HBO Max. I just had a, a, a blank out there because I know they have like HBO Go, then the HBO app, and they just have all those subsets of HBO. So HBO Max. Uh, and the first teaser shows Wonder Woman. Looks like she's doing some, like, almost some Indiana Jones stuff, but she's dressed all nice. She finds some uh, cave markings of Dark Side, and we also see a, a quick, like, zooming shot, but still at a far enough distance where we don't get any kind of actual look at Dark Side of uh, what was is the part in the movie where Steppenwolf comes back, or is the flashback where he kills the Green Lantern? where it shows who was actually supposed to be there and it shows Dark Side. so it got people pumped and I'm really excited after seeing that especially just seeing such a nice clear look at Dark Side, even just on the uh, cave writing or the what, I don't know if it's supposed to be hieroglyphics or cave writing or whatever it's supposed to be it was cool seeing Dark Side in a Justice League film and not Steppenwolf Steppenwolf was cool and all but he's not Dark Side. And also after watching that, it just made me really, when I was hearing news about the Robert Pattinson Batman, I'm starting to just really care less about that Batman. And maybe that's good, but I don't, I want to be kind of hyped for it. I, the news coming out from that is Catwoman, uh, she's going to have apparently various different little wardrobe uh, add-ons and takeaways throughout. Maybe she'll completely switch different cat suits. It says she might be wearing different wigs, which I think that's cool. I like that. That makes sense to me. And that's something that hasn't been done before. So that's Matt Reeves actually doing something uh, new and original. That's nice. And then she also talked about how it was cool seeing Robert Pattinson in the bat suit and all that. Yeah. I, I mean, hopefully. You're making a million dollar movie. Hopefully he does. Hopefully he looks awesome in the Batman suit. Um, in terms of Robert Pattinson, I mean, after what he did last time, and I know we talked about it on here, where he just was being flippant with his comments and not really realizing the, the domino effect they could have on the production as a whole and the outcome of what people will do in making up their minds and turning out to the movie on opening weekend and what it will do to the opening weekend box office draw and all of that. I just, I kind of just don't want to hear anything else. I hope he just stays silent. Batman's a mysterious character. He works in the shadows. Just work in the shadows, Robert. Don't try to hype yourself up anymore. Or, or even if you're joking about, you know, I'm not working out. Just don't even joke. Batman doesn't joke. Just keep to yourself. Other media news, San Diego Comic-Con. Because of the... Uh, I don't know if you've heard about COVID-19, but because of that, <laughs> they're going to just do online only, which I mean, for the majority of us, who wants to go to a 
a room that's going to be packed and hot as crap in San Diego just to stand in line and have people try to sell you things or show you things that you can't even buy yet because they're coming out later. So, I mean, it's not that bad checking out. I mean, I feel bad for the people that go and we get to just reap the benefits and look at all that cool stuff. But I mean, if you, they enjoy it, good for them. But the full, anytime you ask someone how was Comic-Con now, I just say it was miserable and they're tired. So, I mean, celebrating online is the best. Just watch it anyway. And then after that, DC's gonna have their own thing, DC Fandom. They just announced recently on August 22nd, which is gonna be online. And Zack Snyder's already confirmed that he's gonna be there. So uh, that'll be that'll be something. I'm looking forward to see what will be shown at DC Fandom. The biggest thing I'm hoping for, and the thing that makes most sense, especially because PS5 was just revealed. And if you haven't seen the PS5 memes, go check out PS5 memes, because they're hilarious just making fun of the design. However, PS5 is due out this year, later this year. And we've been hearing rumblings the last two, or even even all the way back to three years ago. We've been hearing rumblings of a new Arkham game for Batman. So I'm hoping at this DC fandom, the one thing I'm really hoping for, because we already got announced, the one thing fans have wanted outside of a Batman video game is seeing Zack Snyder's vision of Justice League. We already got that, it's confirmed. So the next big thing, I mean, outside of, of like a Batman trailer for the new movie or a full length Zack Snyder trailer is to see if we're gonna get a new Batman Arkham Asylum universe game. And if, uh, you know, the old standards of Hamill and Conroy will be voicing. I don't know if they could squeeze in another way to find Joker in there. It just depends on the continuity and all that. But if it makes money, I'm sure they'll find a way. So that's, that's uh, all the news in terms of media that's coming up. And then in terms of what I watched on DC Media, Harley Quinn, A Fight Worth Fighting For was the title of the latest episode. And it was, it, it was a good episode. I really enjoyed it. it. Previously we saw that Joker had been almost like amnesia for six months. He's, he was living as like a stepdad and being a suburban dad and wearing khakis with a phone strapped to his, to his belt. And it was hilarious seeing that, but when he got brought back to life, seeing how he reacted to, to that, and then seeing his actual feelings toward the family in the end. And I saw a couple like clickbaity um, articles where the people were like, did Harley Quinn just write the most interesting version of Joker ever? No, no. <laughs> That's definitely not the most interesting version of the Joker because first of all, it's not even, it's not even the essence of Joker. The fact that like, when you think of Joker, you don't think of anything to do with family. So I think they just took a character and challenged him and put him in a different uh, scenario than what we're used to, but I don't think it's the most interesting version. It's, it's for comedy sakes and for just uh, challenging the character and seeing him in a different light and that sort of thing. It's, it's, it is interesting, but it's not the most interesting. I think Joaquin and Heath did a little better and, and added their own take to that sort of thing, but it was fun. It was funny. And uh, I do, I like 
that they're doing their own thing and I really do like the way the stories are going. So at least it's entertaining and at least it's not PC. I think that's the best thing. It's not PC. Thank goodness. So I, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend watching Harley Quinn and you, you won't enjoy the first few episodes. I didn't. I felt like my ears got calloused over from hearing all the F-bombs, but it smoothed out and they got their foot. It's like The Office. No one likes the first season of The Office, but it picks up after that. Now, uh, we also saw Doom Patrol. I saw that Doom Patrol is coming back soon. I really like the promo image where they have like a Wizard of Oz thing going. Pretty cool. And that was the, uh, I know that a lot of people consider that one of their best shows, the Doom Patrol. And then, I did watch the newest Stargirl, and I'm all caught up on Stargirl. And it's, just, I, it's getting hard to watch because it's like very formulaic, and it's all, not only formulaic and very uh, like teen drama, but with superheroes. It's also it just feels like it's aimed not towards me. That's all. So I'm, it, it's no, nothing I can outrightly say. It's horrible. In fact, I really like seeing uh, the Justice. Society. Uh, is that what the Justice League Society or Association? JLA. I like seeing Stargirl. I like seeing Wildcat and, you know, Our Man. That's cool and all, but it's just, it's almost like Riverdale, but Justice League Association, if that makes sense. So it's just not nothing bad. Just not for me. So be interesting to hear what you guys think about it cool i do think the best thing about the show is that it is one of the better special effects like they make sure that that staff looks dope and has cool effect uh looks uh out because if you look at uh even titans where beast boy turns into a tiger it is awful it's so bad and even uh <laughs> crypto the super dog i think that's his name I always question myself once I'm on once I'm on camera because I don't want to look like an idiot, you know. But uh, yeah, even that, the effects for the super dog weren't that good. They looked like clay. So the f I was worried about how they're gonna make the effects look, but that, it, everything about the show is solid. It's just not for me. I'll still watch it because I spent seventy bucks on the app for a year, so getting my money's worth. Um, okay, now we're going to, we're going to go forth. I'm not going to do a wave review for the animated series this week, just because I want, well, I have a lot to cover, but also because they went like months without releasing another figure. So I feel like that's a symbolic showing like, hey, yeah, you know, you didn't release figures for months. I'll skip a, a, a week. However, we also have the rest of the time to go over the BTAS reviews, or at least until uh, the world completely goes as crap from the virus and everything else. But we got plenty of time to talk about all those figures. I think next week we'll do the Batman Expressions pack, and also another. Well, we'll see. But right last week on the Batman animated series uh, episode review, we covered Demon's Quest Part One, and where we left off, Rise Up Ghoul. I just emerged from the Lazarus pit. He was just about to, he had uh, his daughter over his head and then we cut. And then in this one, part two, we pick up right where we left off and 
Roz is about to, well, he's dangerously close to throwing Talia into the Lazarus pit. And Ubu explains to Batman, you know, for the dying, it can restore life, but for those that are already healthy, it kills them. And Ben was like, I get it, I get it. You don't have to explain it to me, which I always think is hilarious. And uh, after what they save, they save Talia, and Raz, after a while, starts to settle down and gets to his right mind. And once he's in his right mind, he explains, yeah, you know, at uh, the Lazarus Pit, even though it restores and heals you, it can make your mind temporarily insane. And again, he asks Batman, you know, I, even though that has restoring powers, you can't just use it forever. Eventually, I'm going to die. So will you take my place? At, and it's like the head of the League of Shadows. And again, Batman says, nah, I can't do it. So Raz leaves, and he purposely leaves um, Robin and Batman in the cave and tries to start, well, he doesn't try. He does start the whole thing crumbling in on itself. Batman and Robin have to escape, and they end up sliding down these mountains and the snow to avoid an avalanche and from there Batman asked Robin like where where do we go from here you got you had to have heard something those weeks that you were uh, you know a hostage so Robin's like yeah, yeah I did hear this and uh, talk about Orpheus which they look up and it's a satellite which is uh, going over the Sahara Desert so Batman knows to head there so they get in a plane Robin flies Batman over he parachutes down in to where the uh, a little bit outside of where Razagul's little base is set up, he knocks out a guard, steals his outfit, and goes in. And it's not long before he's eventually discovered anyway. And Razagul, Razagul is again uh, impressed that Batman showed up. He's like, ah, so you just continue to prove me right that you are worthy to take over my role. And then he says, well, since you don't want to, I'm just gonna have to keep you here until you know the big event in which I, I take over and so after that Batman is he's though they try to contain him in a jail but it's not long before he uh, picks the lock from having a piece of wire in his mouth he knocks out the guards and again he's out and from there oh, I just lost myself Robin overheard something. Oh, Razo Ghoul tells him his plan. Tells him his plan about how there's Lazarus pits all over the world, and what he's gonna do is drop bombs into them simultaneously and use the satellite Orpheus to make sure that they all go off at the same time, which would create a mass chemical reaction, which would cause the Lazarus pits to just start shooting out and overflowing. And, like Ubu pointed out early in the episode, all the healthy will die and Batman is like completely shocked and that that will kill countless people and Ra's al Ghul cold-heartedly is like oh it's not countless we counted it's two billion and then he says the exact number I just put over two billion but that is a lot of people and so from there oh that was before Batman got taken to the tower but he easily handles he easily handles the guards he comes forth to confront Razal Ghul right before he's about to drop the bombs in. Ubu tries to, <laughs> makes a feeble attempt to take on Batman, calls him infidel, and Batman says, I am completely tired of that. You've been calling me that for this whole two, this whole, both these two parts. And he knocks him out there and begins some metal machine, 
And then Ra's al Ghul just sitting there taunting him and says, let's see if you're man enough to take on your better. They have an epic, epic battle with their shirts off, their sword fighting. And in the end, uh, Batman, he is able to destroy the satellite by throwing his sword at the machine, just causing it to override and blow up as cartoon computers do. And then he goes back to fighting Ra's al Ghul and he is about to fall off the cliff which they're standing on and fall into the Lazarus pit. Batman tries to help him, but Ra's al Ghul refuses and says, you won, so I am defeated and let me die. And he just lets himself fall in. And he falls in very similar to how we always see Joker fall into uh, the vat of Ace Chemicals. And I was just sitting there wondering like, how many times has Batman had to see someone descend into a vat of green liquid? It seems to always happen to him. And then also, I feel like this is very fitting that we'd be covering these episodes at this time because Denny O'Neill, let's make sure I say it right. Yeah, Dennis O'Neill. He recently just passed away and he's the one that uh, wrote, or he did the original comic and the art and a lot of the famous scenes that Bruce Tim and the Batman animated series crew homage, like the sword fighting Razzle with the shirt off. That's a famous Denny, Dennis O'Neill uh, comic reference, as well as kissing Talia with the shirt off with the sunset. So, thank you, Dennis O'Neill, for that inspiring Bruce Tim, allowing him to, uh, allowing us to see that and learn to love Batman, and from there discover great work and back catalogs and that sort of stuff so hope you're resting well Dennis your work has made you immortal whether you know it or not now that's it for Demon Quest part two now we're going to talk about uh, Batman the Adventures Continue we've had two two comics come out or in digital form I didn't cover it last week and it's because of this. It's because two digital comics equals one physical comic. They're like half pages. So I figure this way I could cover five and six of the digital comics. And it's basically going to be one issue of a whole comic if you went and bought it in the physical form. So where we left last off, Tim Drake had disobeyed Batman's order of curfew. Him and Deathstroke went into... Uh, I think it was Gotham's Museum. It seemed like it. And they went to take on Firefly. Firefly showed up. And we saw what seemed at the very end of uh, issue four. It looked like they were engulfed in flames. And Firefly was shooting these flames out of his mouth. Which he looked like Ultron. And also, if you're a physical body in something, how are you shooting flames out of your face without it just being hot? doesn't make sense. And he kind of hinted that maybe he sold his soul to a demon and that sort of thing. It's like, okay, theatricality and deception. But uh, we start off here where Robin and Deathstroke are running from Firefly. And Robin's talking to himself in his internal monologue saying, I could have been at home. I was supposed to be here. And uh, from there, we see that Robin, he's trying to avoid getting burnt up, but he's, it looks like he's pretty out of his depth. And he's just talking about how hot it is and 
Deathstroke finally starts to do some stuff to take on Firefly, but Batman shows up, easily takes him down, or is about to take him down, and Firefly uh, disappears and takes off, just runs. So after that, Batman basically says, like, what are you doing? I don't trust you to stop being around like my, my sidekicks, my kids. And then he's like, he's like, just, well, you know, I want to help. I want to show you that I'm trustworthy. It's just your kids are easier to talk to than you are. Well, yeah, because he's Batman. But Batman basically lets it known that he does not trust Slade and just doesn't want him around. So after that, the next scene we're taking to uh, Wayne Manor. And we get to see the Batcave where Batman is looking at the shadowy pics of the guy that's been stalking him throughout the first couple of issues, the first four or five, which we know to be Jason Todd. But he's looking at the, the, the figure and they're looking at this thing where it looks, this picture where it seems he's flying and they're wondering how is he doing that, but Batman is able to see that uh, he has a thin wire there and but he, he remarks about the strength of the wire and it's it instantly, I'm drawing parallels to uh, the animated Red Hood movie where they talk about how the Red Hood was able to cut the line before it went taut and they talk about his skill and that sort of thing on the back computer. So I like that. I like that parallel of the animated under the Red Hood with this. And so after that scene, we go back to, we see Sunny, who's late. I finally learned her name. Sunny is uh, the girl that we first saw where Lynn's, where, where Slade was like, working out and doing all this training stuff and cutting things with a sword, just practicing. When we see that uh, she, who we know to be, pretending to be Firefly, we see that uh, she's upset that Batman's not dead yet and he's like talking about how they, they got to take their time. And we also see that her suit's all jacked up from the fight. And then he's like, yeah, well, I gotta take my time on this. And then she says, well, tell that to him. And then we see Lex Luthor. And Lex Luthor's like, why are you taking so long? I want this, I want this person dead. I want Batman dead. And Slade's basically like, look, it's taking everything I have to keep this charade up. It's like with Batman preparation is key. That's what his, his one, is that his actual quote? Yeah, with the Dark Knight preparation, preparation is everything. I wrote down the quote. And so I like that in recent media, especially Batwoman, everyone's tried to make Batman look like a piece of crap and also like just weak in general. So the fact that Deathstroke, who's supposed to be this master assassin, is saying it's taking everything mentally and physically just to have build any kind of trust with Batman and just to not blow the whole thing I love that. I love that. Thank you, Paul Dini. Oh. But, uh... <laughs> after that, Slade basically tells Lex that he will kill Batman within 24 hours. And then they hang up, and, uh... Sonny says, 24 hours? And Deathstroke says, yeah, so you better fix up your suit. And then... He's... After that, we see a surprised look of Jason Todd. Like, he's surprised that they're gonna go try to kill Batman right away. And then we go, what is online as no, issue six, we are back to Slade telling that Firefly, the, telling that Sonny 
better be ready to go and take on the bat. And then from there we take, uh, we get another nice scene of the bat family eating and conversing. And I always enjoy those little moments like that, where even in movies where things just take their time and they, they breathe. So that is to say. <laughs> and then uh, we basically see that Tim is upset that he's still grounded because he didn't listen. And Alfred also notices that the bat signal has gone up and he says, oh, this is early. It's not barely dusk. So Batman heads over to the bat signal. He sees that it's Slade and that he's gassed and knocked out the entire GCPD because he turned on the light and they weren't too happy. But Deathstroke basically saying he wants to take on Firefly with Batman. And then from there we see Barbara talking with Tim and Barbara's at the library and we see Tim's at the Batcave and they're just talking on their comms. And he, Tim's like saying to Barbara, I can't believe Bruce turned off his comm. This has been years since he's done that. And then she says years and he's like, oh yeah, it hasn't even been a whole year yet. So we get a continuity clue on where this is taking place and exactly how long Robin's been Rob or Tim's been Robin. And then also we see that while they're talking about this, Barbara notices a little note in a book saying, it's a trap, very Star Wars reference. And then we get taken after that to see Batman defeats Firefly and with some cooling gel, some freezing gel. But that's when Deathstroke, of course, makes his turn as a heel and is about to kill Batman. I believe that's where we left off. So that is, uh, and oh, and he also talked about he has the Hephaestus sword, which we get to see a lot of uh, the Hephaestus sword. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. But Deathstroke has this crazy sword, and uh, he says that just by being in the vicinity of the sword, it's the way it vibrates can like cut the air, cut you from a distance, I don't know. Alright, I think, I believe that's how it ended. So Deathstroke basically makes it known that he's a bad guy. He uses his Hephaestus sword to cut Batman in the back pretty badly. At which, in this point, I was thinking, is this how they're going to uh, make him disabled and keep him from fighting in order to have Asriel show up but after that we see Batgirl knocks him out with the fire extinguisher and then Batman extinguishes Deathstroke we get taken back to the Batcave where they're doing some testing on the note that said it's a trap but the only fingerprints on the note were from Barbara and Batman basically says this must mean that he knows who I am. He know he's been tracking her every move. And we see Jason Todd at the end, smiling as the Red Hood, or at least got his little domino mask on. But uh, that's the end of that. That's the end of the of the digital issues five and six. And I know, like I said, the physical forms are just going to combine two digital releases into one. But so far, so. Outstanding. They continue to knock it out of the park. I like that they're doing little continuity hints. And 
I'm not going to be getting too in-depth on these and going into Easter eggs and all that just because I have a lot to cover. But there are channels that do on YouTube that do nothing but look into all the Easter eggs and all that, so you should definitely check those out. Now, in terms of figure of the week, I'm going to do Killer Croc from Suicide Squad. It is a Mattel figure. And this, I would not have got, been able to acquire it if it wasn't for the kindness of human beings. I had a few of the pieces and I put a story post out that I was looking and willing to pay to get the rest of the, the parts that I needed. And some kind human reached out and said, ah, oh, don't worry about it, I have the parts already, I'll just send them to you. And so because of kindness, I have a, it, well, at the time it was hard to acquire, not only because the figures were, it was, they were hard to find due to Mattel's distribution, but also hard to get because who wants to buy, if you look at the Mattel Suicide Squad figures, the Harley Quinn was atrocious. No one wants to buy a Captain Boomerang. He was barely in the movie. So it was, that's my figure of the week. Just to be, as a reminder that people can be kind. Uh, the how-to this week is not going to be, I did it the diorama print one. I, th I think that was last week. I believe so. I don't know, time is running together now. <laughs> but the how-to this week is, it's not anything um, in terms of like where I'm going to show you anything like, you know, lighting or anything like that, but I feel like the how-to this week should just be, remember to, if you're enjoying what you're doing, believe in what you're doing and keep doing it. Even though some days feel harder than others or you might not feel as motivated, just, just force yourself to do it. And you, after, because I know sometimes I wake up and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to have to be creative or try to think of something and then once I'm able to push myself and do it after I'm done I think and look back at it and like you know what I'm really glad that I forced myself to do that and sometimes it causes some great art that I ne maybe never would have done usually or never would have thought of or sometimes it just produces something mediocre and helps me think of more ideas and gets the brain going, it's like a little jump start. So, if you're having those days where you're struggling creatively, creative, <laughs> create, creatively, you have, like, if you're having days where you struggle saying the word creatively, um, just, just trudge through, just try, I know that sounds weird, or almost bad to say, like, ah, you're feeling that creative, just try to be anyway. But, like, it really does, I could be sitting there doing like a setup and like ah, maybe this would be cooler and it's like oh yeah that would be cool and if I add this and it becomes like a snowball effect and it leads to a creative idea so I mean I, I feel like a lot of people with the things in the world that are going on maybe they're not feeling as motivated they're thinking oh is what I'm doing even important or should I be doing what I'm doing for mental health reasons probably you probably should try to do some creative outlet to keep trying to keep some kind of normalcy in a world that is continuing to change daily it could be therapeutic i know a lot of people use this as therapy to just 
take your mind off things and have some fun posing a figure and getting involved in a, in a diorama setup and creating a story. So that's the how to this week. Just stay motivated. And another thing, and I've had, a, I've had two people reach out this week and it's weird how that, it, it always seems to happen when I've been, because uh, just early, I would say earlier, or toward the end of the last week, I was just like in a lot of pain, uh, just not feeling that motivated. I know you don't want to hit it, whatever. But like, I'm not gonna, uh, but because of the kindness I, of two people saying, hey, I just want to let you know I've been, you know, listening to the show and I really enjoy it and keep doing what you're doing. That's, it, it, it's like, oh, you listen to the show and you're enjoying it? it? It'll motivate you. So if you're thinking like, oh, I really enjoy what this person's doing, and not even, I'm not even saying me. You enjoy anyone's work and you think that they deserve a compliment, give it to them because you don't know what they're going through. They could be thinking terrible about it. They could be <laughs> like, oh, man, should I quit? Is this... What is this even for? And he's like, hey, I really enjoy your work. It really uh, helps me get through my day. That can mean a lot. I'm not talking about myself necessarily. I'm not saying that hasn't been the case, but I'm saying if you ever get the inclination, just just do it. If someone makes your day, but hey, this is a great post, but I really don't, yeah. You don't have to do it to me, I don't care. Now, I think that's it. Now we're gonna get to the uh, fan art. And again, I think we got one more full week until I do a name draw to see who gets a free print for the, the fan art. Alright, so let's switch over to that. Alright, now we're at the fan art portion of the show. And this is the first picture that was, I was tagged in after last week's show. It's a really cool Batman figure. It looks like even almost a Batman Beyond style because the mouse covered. Probably a variant of a Mattel or a basic Mattel line. The Dark Knight trilogy. Show picture. This is from D the Bat, a Batman Begins Movie Masters, Mattel. Toys of Arkham. Showing off Robocop, Punisher, and Judge Dredd. I am the law. Here we have Tom Hardy and the symbiote Venom. Can't wait for Venom 2. Very cool art by. This is created by. What is this? Is this a video? Oh, nice. Cool edit of some Jason Fabic art and others. Loser there. Uh, this is a Seon underscore collector with a awesome NECA Batman. I think it's part of the Predator one. And. Oh, no, that came with the Joker alien one. And this is, uh, of course, aliens. <laughs> I am the Toys of Arc. This is from Pac Photos. Pair of Jokers, my two favorite Joker portrayals. Heath Ledger. And this is a DC Multiverse Signature from Mattel. And DC Collectible slash Direct Mark Hamill Joker. This is a really good shot. And for those of you that know how big this 
this batwing is, the fact that he was able to get this all in the frame, or almost all, just barely a tip missing. But uh, this is really good work, Photoshop-wise, and just to get this all in the frame. So thank you to Batman underscore the underscore animated underscore series underscore. The Daily Batman, Daily underscore Batman underscore with a really cool sketch. Jason Momoa, Aquaman by Toys of Arkham. You hear the breathing? That's my cat. That's not me breathing that heavy. My cat's asleep. Here's a very cool shot by Batman underscore the underscore animated underscore series of Catwoman doing a flip. Man, he's, he's killing it lately. Doing great work. Cool custom of, I think, the mystery machine into the... Or is this... Oh, that's a... This is a... I think this is a... I don't know what this is. This is a Hot Wheel. This is a custom van. Oops. Wait, wait, wait. Way back now. Okay, here we go. This is from DCAU Review, and they give them a little review on what they think of the Mondo uh, Mondo News, the Mondo Mister Freeze. Let's look through. There's. Nora in the snow globe, or a representation of Nora. Very cool. Thank you, GCAU Review. And Mondo, even though you didn't send me nothing. Here's uh, one of the two packs that we discussed not too long ago in review the mad love two pack you can see it comes with the comic this is from heroes for breakfast jonathan lobo frederick awesome minimalist batman portrait again jonathan lobo frederick with a joker batman a la a joker that or batman that smiles or laughs, <laughs> Here's a tribute photo from a couple days ago because Batman Begins turned 15 years old. That's incredible. And this is a very famous shot near the end of the movie where he's trying to escape the police. He's got a sonar and bats helping him. This is a photo from... Uh, I took four toysnap.inc on my page and that he recently posted. And I'll make sure to put a link to his store where you can get these custom bins. Here's a big old crate. Here's a palette. Nice paint. They're well done. They don't feel like they'll break right away. Loser there. Here we got a, a nice little Batman Begins tribute post from v.good underscore bat underscore man. A few Funko Pops, a little Dio rooftop scene. 
Is this, I, I never owned the Mattel Batmobile, so I don't know if this is Mattel, but that looks like a Movie Masters. Nice statue. Here's a very nice shot and scene. Ah. Uh, Why'd you do it to me? Bullock, Commissioner Gordon, Bruce Wayne. What's it? He's got his mask off. Here's one poor Re poor <laughs> one poor Rican. Picked by Maya Colon. She does great work or I think it's a she, I don't know. Never shown the face. V.good underscore bat underscore man with a tribute to a 25 year anniversary of Batman Forever. Val Kilmer. Batman Who Laughs from I'm underscore toy dude. Nice little comic set up by Batman underscore the underscore animated underscore series. Comic cover of Batman and the Outsiders from DC Crown King underscore one two three four. An old school armored Batman from Wacko underscore Figs from BVS. Brings back good memories. Funko Pop Grim Bat. Very nice painting. It looks like a painting of Bane vs. the Bat, WMB cartoon. Here we got a comic store. Very nice. This is awesome work. Good visual storytelling. Alright. That is the fan art portion of the show. Check back next week, and we'll have, of course, a new episode.